0: Hello, and welcome to the Canine Nation Podcast. It's Monday, January nineteenth, twenty fifteen. This is Episode One Oh Two. Hi, I'm Eric Brad. I'm a writer, and I'm a dog lover. I've written a lot about dogs, and I'm pleased to have the opportunity to read some of my work for you in this podcast. I'm very excited this week about going down to Clicker Expo in Portland, Oregon, because an important part of writing about dogs is reading and learning about dogs, and I look forward to the great speakers and the great content I'll be learning from this weekend. If you get a chance, you should attend Clicker Expo. This is our third time in the last ten years, and every time I learn something new. This week's essay is a bit of a personal opinion piece. I like to go places with my dogs. I'm sure most people do. But too often, while I'm out and about, I see people with dogs that don't look all that happy to be there. Perhaps they haven't been trained to understand these circumstances, Or maybe it's just someplace new that they haven't been taken before. Unfortunately, it seems the owners are mostly oblivious to their dog's emotional responses. This is my essay, Why Is That Dog There? A Rant Sadly, it's not all that uncommon a sight. A man stands with his dog watching his son's baseball game. His medium-sized dog is pressed against his leg, glancing furtively in all directions. As people pass, the dog visibly cringes and moves to put the man between himself and the stranger. Occasionally, a friendly stranger will bend down to pet the dog, but there is a low growl. Momentarily distracted from his baseball game, the man utters a sharp, Hey! and gives a yank on the leash to reprimand his dog and then goes back to watching the ball game. And all I can think is, why is that dog even there? Clearly, this dog is not enjoying being here. There are strangers around, new sounds and smells that are unfamiliar, and it seems that even trying to tell strangers that he's uncomfortable when they approach results in a scolding. The owner seems only vaguely aware that the dog is even with him. The occasional tug on the leash or verbal signal when the dog is misbehaving are the only signs that he knows the dog is even there. I know that we all enjoy having and spending time with our dogs for many different reasons. But wouldn't this particular dog have been happier waiting in the car, or maybe even staying at home? I'm sure that if I approached that man and asked him why he brought his dog here, he would have a hundred reasons. And if I asked him if he thought his dog was uncomfortable, he would say something like, Oh, he's fine. But this dog is not fine. It's frightened. Unsure, defensive, and I'm sure it feels very much on its own. That could be a recipe for trouble. Perhaps this man thought the dog would enjoy coming to see his best friend, his son, at his baseball game. Maybe the man was not comfortable leaving the dog in the car because he barks and howls when left alone. It could be because the man's wife told him to take the dog with him. Whatever the reason, because the dog enjoys it, could not possibly be it in this case. We have our own reasons for where and when we bring our dogs with us. It's clear to me that not every owner considers whether or not their dog is capable of handling all of the situations to which we subject them. The dog is just expected to deal with it, to cope with whatever situation that they find themselves in because we wanted them to be there. Because we wanted it. Not them. Us. And we get what we want. I don't mean to suggest that there are hordes of terrified dogs out there who could lose their cool at any moment and savage the nearest stranger or child. Yes, there are some. You read about them in the paper or see them on the TV news occasionally. But by and large, most dogs manage to tough it out and learn how to cope in spite of their owners and not because they were taught how to deal with these situations. Call it a kind of school of hard knocks, where you get corrected enough times and you figure out a way to manage. But that's not the only way dogs can learn to cope with being out in our human world. The best way is to start teaching them early. Puppies are extremely impressionable, particularly between the ages of about 7 and 15 weeks. Putting them in a variety of situations and making those experiences fun instead of overwhelming and scary for them will go a long way to them being happy and confident adult dogs. But the opposite is also true. Let your puppy become frightened or panicked in a situation because you weren't paying attention, and that puppy may grow into a dog that will not deal well with those environments when they grow up. Unfortunately, there are a lot of dogs that grow up with fear issues in various situations. There are a number of different training options out there that aim to help you with fearful dogs to teach them how to cope with the world around them. Whether the dog is reactive to strangers, sounds, certain places, or even other dogs, there seems to be a training approach or method designed to get your dog over it. They range from the near-barbaric kind that attempt to overwhelm the dog until they just accept what's happening to them, to the ultra-sophisticated kind that employ complex interaction strategies coupled with behavioral modification techniques. Finding the method that works for you and your fearful dog can be a complex process, but the first step is learning to recognize when your dog is overwhelmed. It's not always as easy as the dog just barking its head off and looking bug-eyed scared. Many dogs just stand in quiet desperation, hoping it will all soon be over. So it's important to recognize signs of stress in your dog and to be able to see when it's too much for them. Working with a trainer or training method that is compatible with your skills as a trainer is also important. The best method in the world will fail, if you can't execute it correctly. Beware of methods that promise a fast solution. Fear is not a behavior. It is an emotion, and it goes much deeper than whether or not your dog will sit for you when you ask. Be careful that you don't just train your dog to act okay when they're really not feeling okay. Regardless of which approach you decide to take in treating a dog that is fearful or anxious in social situations, One fact should remain above all else. You could make it worse. With all the talk about positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement, desensitization, counter-conditioning, calm assertive energy, and so on, it is still the dog owner that puts the dog into these situations. Most of the time, we do it because we want to have our dog with us, for whatever reasons we may have. Sometimes, we can be pretty selfish and find a way to rationalize that our dog will be just fine, even though our dogs are telling us that they're not. The bottom line is that I am responsible for my dog. She did not choose to live with me. But since I have taken her in, I now have an obligation to show her how to live comfortably in my world. Sometimes that means leaving her behind. Sometimes that means taking her with me and sometimes it means I will have to make the time and effort to teach her how to handle new or different situations before just expecting her to deal with it when we get there. For some dog owners, the first time they recognize that their dog is afraid or uncomfortable is when it bites or nips a stranger. That's too late. It doesn't seem fair to just push our dogs into uncomfortable situations just because we want to have them with us. We should have some responsibility for teaching them how to deal with it. Perhaps the first step is management. We should be paying attention to our dogs when we are out in public. We should recognize when they are becoming stressed or afraid. Most importantly, we need to make sure that we don't overwhelm them. No dog can learn when they are overwhelmed regardless of the training method you use to get them over their fear. It's nice to have my dog with me when I go places, but I need to make the effort to be with her when we are out and about, too. I'm supposed to be there to protect her, to teach her, to keep her safe, and to manage things for her. It seems a very small price to pay for her company. Until next time, have fun with your dogs. Canine Nation is a series of articles and essays that appears at the Life as a Human online magazine. There are over 160 articles in the series and you can find them all at caninenation.lifeasahuman.com. Be sure to check out our website at caninenation.ca. All of the Canine Nation articles and essays are archived there. All of our podcasts are also available from the Canine Nation website, and you can download them from the site or listen online using the built in player on each podcast. We also have three ebooks from Canine Nation Dogs as They Are, Teaching Dogs Effective Learning, and Relationships Life with Dogs are collections of Canine Nation articles with additional notes and content from the author. You can buy them at dogwise.com. Amazon, or other online ebook outlets. You can find Canine Nation on Facebook. We have our own Canine Nation page where we post news and new content. We also have a discussion group called the Canine Nation Forum. Once you have found our group, just submit a join request and one of our admins will be happy to add you to the discussions. Well, that's all for now. We look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, Have fun with your dogs.